This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, there's the music. That means it's showtime on a Tuesday here on The Middle. And uh, we got uh, a bunch of The Middle is gone today, but we filled it adequately, more than adequately enough, with Big Sills taking over. You think I can fill the page? Oh, I I think you can fill the page. Absolutely. (laughs) Taking over for Barrett Brooks and Aton Shander today. I am Harry Mays. We'll be with you for the next two hours. And I think we're going to talk football, Big Sills. What do you think about that? That is the best thing going on right now in the world of sports is football. The NBA, I don't know. Baseball, we just get out of the World Series. And I got to tell you, Harry, football right now has done something that has really made the other sports kind of second fiddle. The Mm. water cooler talk. Monday through Friday, you know what? I mean, it used to be where, you know, we waited for weekends. We waited for Saturday for college. We waited Sunday for the NFL. You've got Aaron Rodgers stories. You've got Odell Beckham stories. You've got what's going on with Nick Sirianni. You've got people talking, hey, maybe Jalen's playing a little bit better than what we thought he's playing. There's so many great storylines around the National Football League and around the Eagles right now. So, again, this is something the NFL is – this is why they are the gold standard in sports. Oh, yeah, it's a 12-month sport, if you oh, ask yeah. me. It really is. And sometimes, I have to be honest, the offseason is as good or better than the actual season when they're playing. I mean, you take, for instance, last night's game. I mean, you know, it's kind of – you look at that matchup and you're like, and I hate the freaking Chicago Bears. I hate <laughs> watching them. I hate being forced to watch the Chicago Bears. I don't give a – damn who their quarterback is and fields played a pretty good game last he night did. but but watching that game you know pittsburgh is playing ugly i mean their offense stinks you know ben roethlisberger is shot um but i'm watching it it's monday night what else am i gonna do i'm watching the game i was wishing beyond belief that there was a manning cast last night i've been dialing in on the manning cast each and every week that they're on and i don't tune away i don't know about you Oh, I love it. Um, You know what? Because if I was a young receiver or quarterback or someone who wanted to play football, I'd sit there with a notepad and just sit there and listen to how these guys watch the game. I know. It's completely different than just a novice fan just sitting back and going, hey, man, uh, look at the way Fields is playing. And then you can hear Eli and Peyton. Then they bring on – like Tom Brady, they bring on Drew Brees, and these guys are talking about over coverage, Tampa two tile mm-hmm. defenses. Hey, look, do you see the strong safety gives gives it away? Look, he just totally gave it away with yep. his alignment, and you're sitting there going like this. That's exactly how professional people watch the game. Right. They get those tablets, they sit there, and they just watch tendencies all day long. That's something, Harry, 
that I've never been able to shake too in how I watch a game. Uh-huh. I watch a game with tendencies. And what I do is say, like, you know, somebody was asking me about the Eagle game uh, yesterday on um, the National Football Show. They were asking me, so, so how do you think they played in this game against the Chargers? I'm like, you know, I don't really look at it, how they played against the Chargers. Yes, that's a small chapter so far in the nine games. But to me, I look at the overall body of work of nine games. Mm-hmm. Like when, I, when, when someone said to me, the Cowboys got killed by the Broncos, which they did. Yeah, they is did. there a template now to beat Dallas? Yeah, because Dallas is not the defense that people think it is. They had a lot of turnovers. And how I was looking at them was in those first six, seven games, they were getting a lot of turnovers. Denver just ran the football down their throat. They went to some of the stuff that they did a year ago, right between the tackles and off the two guard. And they ended up just running them off the field. So I look at it the same way, too. Barrett and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago, Harry. I know we were looking at the tendencies. I don't know, man. I'll tell you this about the Eagles. I think they're getting better offensively. Uh, Defensively, it's still yet to be a work in progress because they just don't disguise anything. And it's just too predictable over on that side of the ball. They're getting better. They're getting yeah, they, better on the offensive side. They are when they decide to commit to running the football. Correct. Um, the thing that that bothered me and Aton and I got into it yesterday a little bit about it is like I didn't see that as their game plan to start the game because the, it took until the third possession until they started to run the football. So that told me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the game plan was to start throwing the football and put him in shotgun and and go through the air and that wasn't working. So then they went back to like, well, let's, let's get the run plays in here. See, and that see, bothered me. It, it, but, and, and, and that's a flawed mentality too. Yeah. Because you've got a bill Belichick. One of the greatest things that that team, when he had Tom Brady and those guys were going through that dynasty, they were chameleons each week, mm-hmm. which meant this, you, you didn't know what style of offense or defense that they were going to play that respected week because they went to what they were playing and the weaknesses of the opponent. Right. That's why you saw, Harry, a lot of hybrid guys like Vrabel, Brewski, mm-hmm. guys who could put their hand down in the dirt and stand up in a three technique or a two technique. They, they had those versatile guys. That's why you went, who's really like the biggest defensive guys they ever had on that side of the ball? Richard Seymour, mm-hmm. maybe this Hightower kid, Stefan Gilmer. It wasn't a collection of superstar guys. And when you're t- and what they did was, again, if you're going to play against the Chargers, they are struggling mightily against the run. You saw how many times Jalen broke down the perimeter because Joey Boza was crashing down inside. Why are you crashing down inside? You've got to set the edges. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to set the edges against a guy like Jalen, he struggles inside the pocket. He got outside the pocket. They were able to get the running game going. They saw that they had some magic, and that's why they went for over 170 yards was because they were able to do it. But like you said, Nick Sirianni's mentality is this, and Harry, it's evident in all nine games so far, right out of the gate. This guy wants to spread you out immediately. Mm -hmm. He's trying to spread you out to create passing lanes and lanes, and that works if you're not doing RPOs and you're chucking the ball on the seam or you're chucking the ball to wideouts, and you're able to have play-action pass. Right. You know, they've not been able to establish play-action pass, but when they run the ball, they are. By the way, i got to show you this. Our people here at the Jacob Media Channel, look at this thing here, man. No. Somebody sent me a Jerome Brown. Look at this, this oh, little wow. card here, man, from when he was with the Eagles here. That's look against this. the Niners. Is that against yeah, the Niners? Yeah, it's against the Niners. It's against yeah. McIntyre. I played against right. that guy. Yeah, man. So, I mean, look at this. These, these people wow. are so fantastic. I see 98 jerseys all the time. 
That's over awesome. there at the link. Yeah, yeah Jerome, uh, he died and uh, grew up and then passed away near where my mom lives in Florida. Oh, in Brooksville, like, near right? Brooksville. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, what? Dad. You, hey, and you know what? I'll tell you this: the second best defensive tackle that they've had probably since uh, Jerome Brown is Fletcher Cox, and mm-hmm. I was kind of glad to see that they kept him. Well, I don't think they could afford to to get rid of him because of the dead money on the, even if they trade him was prohibitive. Now I'm sure they fielded a bunch of phone calls uh, on they Fletcher. Did. And I'm sure they would have liked to have parted ways if they could have afforded it because they know that he's, you know, now is crested and he's on the downside and, you know, probably won't be around here, you know, playing at a high level when the Eagles get really good again. So send him to another team and let him help somebody, somebody else get to the playoffs. But uh, the contract, they, they kicked the can down the road too many times on some of these contracts and they're now untradeable. But I wanted to get back to the Eagles offense because I really want to get your take on like Jalen Hurts through nine games. Like, I don't know where I am yet with him. I There's so much that I like about him as far as like intangibles, you know, the the leadership factor, you know, the way he is and seems to command the huddle, the, the teammates, you know, respond to him and all those kinds of things. He's a good guy, you know, good practice player and, you know, just goes out there and, and sets a great example and all that kind of stuff. But as far as the arm and just the ability to play, quarterback in the pocket I still don't have any answers yet and I just wanted to get your take on that well let me throw this at you here I put these numbers together and he's trending for 950 yards rushing he's trending for 3700 yards passing mm-hmm. he's trending for 30 300 completions 20 touchdowns versus seven interceptions 62 you'd like to see that number around 64 65 oh, percent? Completion yeah. percentage yeah and he's also trending at 92 quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. Would you take that, Harry, for a guy that's only started eight games, nine games? I would. The completion percentage is concerning because a it lot is. of that stuff is short passes, too. It's which accuracy, kind of, too. Accuracy kind of, issues right. he had the since he's been is in Bama. An issue. It, it's been an issue. So, uh, but other than that, yes, I would for a player, you know, that has only started how many, you know, ever games. What has he started? 12, 13 yeah. games, something like that. So, so yeah, I, I would. And I, and I would throw this at you, too. You know, it, the key is developing other guys. Well, you know, I mean, right now, Devontae Smith is on pace for 70 catches in yeah. a thousand yards reception. I mean, you know, it may not seem all the time that they're getting him the ball, but he's going to have a grand if things keep rolling the way they're rolling. So the offense right now, I think all those numbers have picked up because of what you said a couple minutes ago is because they're able to run the football a mm-hmm. lot more effectively now, and you're starting to see play action be a factor. His accuracy issues concern me a mm-hmm. lot, okay? And he's – see, I think he's a cheap man's version of Lamar Jackson, okay? okay? He's a cheap man's version of that, okay? Is he Tyrod Taylor-esque to you? I think he runs more than Tyrod. I think Tyrod wins some games from the pocket. Remember something about Tyrod Taylor. He went to the Pro Bowl as a quarterback with the Bills. Mm. The kid can play. I mean, is he a frontline guy? No, he's not a frontline guy. But to me, he's more kind of like a Baker Mayfield kind of guy. He's in that kind of category. I I think if Jalen is on that Browns team, I think Jalen's doing the same stuff. That um that Baker Mayfield's on Baker's they probably got a, great a little more ba- Baker's probably a little bit more accurate than mm. what Jalen yeah. is. Jalen's accuracy issues I think can improve. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how much it's going to prove. So to your point, do I think that he is a guy 
you want to go forward with. Here, I'll, I'll give it to you this way. If you can't convince one of these big-time guys, the one Russell come Wilson. here, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, whatever yeah. in the offseason, if you can't convince one of those guys, I'm cool moving forward with them. But I'll throw this at you too, Harry. I'll tell you what, man. I, I don't have a problem if they clear waivers with Odell Beckham. Man, I'd like to see Howie Roseman do this. Wow. That's Check today, this out too. here. Now, now, let me throw this at you here because I've been throwing it out on my show here, the, the National Football Show. Okay, so I have Devontae Smith on one side. I've got Odell Beckham on the other side. Okay, well, if I'm a free agent and I'm Aaron Rodgers or I'm Russell Wilson and I walk to the line of scrimmage and I see Dallas Goddard and then I see Devontae Smith and I see Odell Beckham and I see an improving Miles Sanders game. in the background, in the backfield, right. yeah. And, and get this. Is it, is it a dangling chip for – this is what Brady looked at. Mm -hmm. When Brady was looking for a team, he was looking for weapons. And then maybe in the process, get this, does Devontae Adams, who's going to be a free agent at the end of this year, go with Aaron Rodgers and say, well, let me add Rodgers to this mix. Let me add Adams to this. And look at what the Eagles all of a sudden had. Look, look at what Brady brought. He brought Gronk. He brought A.B. into the room. Mm -hmm. Then he got Leonard Fournette in the room. Before you know, you got the best offense in the National Football League. I'm just saying, to me, the outlier is going to be Howie Roseman. Right. If well. I'm if I'm if I'm a quarterback, do I go like this? Do I want that guy that involved in the process here? Jason Light, the GM of the Buccaneers, works with Bruce Arians and the team. Mm -hmm. Howie kind of like runs the team. I know. So I think there's still a lot of dynamics, but. Hey, man, at the right price, I'm not picking that $7.5 million uh, price tag up, but I'll tell you what, at league minimum, I don't know how teams don't just say, let me bring them on for a year. Yeah, now he's got, what, till 4 o'clock today? Yes. You clear waivers by then, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I think Seattle, the Chiefs, Patriots. and the Packers. Will Patriots, too. Patriots, too. Yeah, I think they, they're always in the mix for one of those veteran-type receivers that they can get uh, somewhat on what the What if Chiefs. he goes to Dallas? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't well, know. They've made stupider moves. <laughs> yeah, they have. They have. That was that was the mo that might have been the most bizarre game of last week. I mean, I know you had the Rams go down to Tennessee without Derrick Henry. That was a big shocker. Um, you had Arizona rise up without their two best players and beat San Francisco on the Colt road. McCoy. Yeah, Dude, Colt I, I McCoy. Thought that guy was, I thought that guy was either dead or out of the league. I had yeah. no idea. I thought he was like, working for Sarkeesian back yeah, in Austin. I, right. Yeah. I, I go, the Texas quarterback, that kid back. I was right. like, holy crap. He like a pop gun arm. Yeah. Dude, they beat the hell out of the. Hey, by the way, Kyle Shanahan, I would say this to you. Hey, man, you got to start winning some ball games, dude. Yeah. I mean, you outside know, of the Super names. Bowl year, yeah, hey, outside man. of the Super Bowl year, you look at his record; it's horrendous. Hey, if you fire Doug Peterson, you surely could fire that guy. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing about him is, is there was a couple years ago, like it was probably the year that they went to the Super Bowl. I'm thinking, man, this guy is an unbelievable yeah. play caller, right? Know. You know, and 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 he made uh, who was the quarterback that that the Eagles had in preseason? He was terrible, um, but he was with. Uh, Shanahan in San Francisco, and he was a Southern Miss quarterback, Mullins. Mullins, Mullins. He Mullins. actually made that guy look yeah. somewhat serviceable. I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, this Shanahan's something. And now yeah. he's ter they're terrible. Yeah, no, they caught up terrible. in his offense, and now all of a sudden you're going like this, dude. Even Jimmy Garoppolo can't save this yeah. guy here. 
And you notice this, they're not putting Trey Lance no, in the game. No, they're not. They're not putting him in there. Because he has to win ball games. Right. Who would have thought this too, Harry? That, you know, at the beginning of the year, people were going like this. You know, I don't really know about this Cliff Kingsbury guy. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if he's the right guy. And then he takes a backup quarterback to San Francisco, beats the pants off him. Mm -hmm. This guy might have the best team in the NFC right now. Yeah, I think th this week, it's a week-to-week -week thing, as you know. Uh, but they're the best team right now in the, in the NFL, if yeah, you ask me. So, I mean, especially with what happened to Buffalo. How do you explain what happened to Buffalo? Going, is that just a sleepwalk situation yes. where you're just going down there thinking like, all right, let's just roll the balls out. We're going to win this easily by you, you, 10 you, points. You burn the tape on that one because yeah. what you do is you correct your mistakes, but you just move on from that because there's no explaining that except for this. That that is that that was poor preparation, I think, mm -hmm. mentally by the players. You know, the coaches are never, ever going to look at an opponent and not prepare for a particular opponent. They don't care, but the players going, oh, it's Jacksonville. Hey, Harry, I got to tell you this. So I get my first couple games. We, so I go up to Green Bay and we go play this Lindy and Fani Green Bay team. Oh, I remember I looked him. At, I looked at that. I, I was looking at their roster. They sucked out loud. They had some guy named Lynn Dickey quarterback. Oh, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I think the magic man was just in the room, right? So I'm right. like, oh, these guys suck. Man, these guys beat the pants off us. I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize how close sucking and being great is in the NFL. Dude, the difference between a 6-10 and 10 team back in the day and a 10-16 and 16 back in the day is probably 20 plays a game. Mm -hmm. And it's not that much of a difference. So if you don't show up, especially in the parity league that we have today, Harry, right? the league is so, is so even. There's just a handful of teams that are really perfect. Like, what, what would, would you say this year, of all the years in the NFL, is there a true dominant football team in the NFL where you went like this? Now that team right there is going to win the Super Bowl. I can't. I can't find one. No, it, none of them last for more than a week or two. Like once once I start believing in the Rams, they do what they did uh, the yeah. other night. You know, once I start believing in in Dallas, they do what they. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like you absolutely. Start, you start to get an idea about a team. Wow, this could be that team. You know, like Green Bay started out the year with that awful performance in. Uh, Jacksonville against the Saints and that that threw me for a loop then they they put together a run where they're starting to look like the best team and then the quarterback goes and, and gets COVID so it's like once you start believing in a squad they just give you a reason to say nope not yet not yet hey, hey, hey let, me, let me let me ask you this not not, not to talk vaccinations or anything here because I think it's a stupid conversation I really <laughs> I, I to me Whatever somebody wants to do, they go ahead and do it. It's on your life. It's on your life. Whatever yeah. you want to do here. How'd you make this whole thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers? You know, I, I kind of agree with Jimmy Johnson and the guys on the Fox pregame show. I mean, they let him have it uh, because I just think it's beyond just it's beyond a political conversation. It's beyond even a, a health thing. To me, you, it's about your teammates. You know, if you're in a situation on a team, it's a different dynamic than you just going and working for yourself at home. You know what I mean? Like you, you have a responsibility to be available for them. And that's where I kind of put it upon him where I would have just sucked it up and done it. I would, might not have liked to do it. I got vaccinated. I didn't want to, but I did. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I went to my doctor yesterday, a cardiologist, to go for an appointment. I needed to show them that I got vaccinated in order to go see my doctor. How screwed up is that? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. There's consequences when you make decisions right. on things. And I threw this out yesterday. And by the way, I'm not comparing 
health issues versus consequences here. So like when the BLM people decided not to um, play, and I think it was the Bucks and the Magic that decided not to play. And I'm talking consequences. I'm not talking health here. So I just want, it's a, mm -hmm. I'm asking when people make an, a statement and they have an opinion on something that was over the George Floyd murder. And what did people do? All of a sudden, everybody in the NBA decided that they were going to honor George Floyd. Okay, so be it. It was an awful and ugly scene. There were consequences to that down the line, though. Half the NBA's audience no longer watches the NBA because it became political. Mm -hmm. My question to you is about the NFL becoming a political vehicle here when it comes to vaccinations. Okay, Harry, I agree with you 100%. He owes everything to his team. Why is the NFL making these guys so the protocols are public? where yeah. you're outing these guys, where the media can beat the shit out of these guys every single day they can. It's not about the 7-1 and one record he had. It's not about the fact that he's the reigning MVP. It's more about the fact here that he can't play. He's been outed by his organization and the NFL. Where's the NFL Players Association? Where's Tom Brady and these guys backing your union member? I agree with you when you say this. Look, we're all in this rowing the boat. Mm -hmm. You can't have one guy with oars rowing in a different direction because right. you'll start running in circles. But why did the NFL decide that they had to be a political party for vaccinations? You're a football league, Harry. Look at what Major League Baseball did. They moved the All-Star game yeah. out of Atlanta, and they didn't even realize that Colorado had stricter rules when it came to voter <laughs> rights, and they didn't even look at it that way. They just looked at it by moving the All-Star game because right. they wanted to be politics. My point is you endanger yourself as a company because mm -hmm. Michael Jordan had it right. Hey, Republicans buy sneakers oh, I too. I know. And so that's my theory was, dude, you making the protocols public and putting it out there, what you're doing is the Cole Beasley's of the world. You're making it seem. And by the way, I'm not anti-vax and anything, and nor is anybody in this country. You know why? Look, polio vaccination, smallpox. We had them all when we were kids. We ha I've had 16 vaccinations in my life as an mm -hmm. American. So, I mean, the HPV vaccination. Yeah. Remember that little thing you used to get on your arm over oh, here? Oh, yeah. When that you was were with glass. They, they yeah. did that with glass. Yeah. Yeah. I forget so, which again, one, what that was for. My, my problem was just that the NFL is like so out in front of this that I think you have, I think just like the Kaepernick story, I think you can alienate some of your mm -hmm. fan base when you do this. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, but, but the thing is, too, uh, you know, Rogers and I guess his teammates and the organization knew that he really wasn't vaccinated. Like he did this immunize. He thought he was immunized with this other concoction or whatever that he's been taking, but they still allowed him to, to behave as if he was vaccinated by not wearing the mask. Like Wentz has to wear the mask when he does uh, media uh, availability. Yes. Wentz has to wear the mask when he's running off the sidelines to go into the tunnel at halftime. You can see him putting the mask on. And I, I think it's stupid, but that's their rule. It is. But, but Rodgers wasn't doing any of that. And so he's, right. you know, he's behaving as if he was truly vaccinated when he wasn't. And I think, now, you know, is that him or the Packers? Though, I don't man? know. I think it's both. I think yeah, somebody's going to pay a price According for to the CBA, get this. There's no suspensions that will be handed down on this. The only thing fines. will be fines yeah. with the player in the organization. So if you're running around like you're acting like you're vaccinated, isn't that on the Packers? I partly, yes, it is. They're both at, they're both at fault. Um, they may you know, be the best team. And by the way, can you imagine this? 
What if that game costs them home field advantage? That's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. You, know, you might end up having to go to Arizona or Los Angeles now for an NFC championship game rather than having those two warm weather teams, either one of those teams, coming to frigid Lambeau in late January. That's right. I mean, man. I know Tampa Bay did it last year, uh, but you know, my I, my money's going to be on Green Bay at home in late January. I don't know about yours. Oh, I agree. I'll be <laughs> hey, hey, going. Uh, hey, let me tell you something. When you get off the airplane. And you're driving over from Appleton, and you're going over to uh, Green Bay. You're, you're, there's these things called baguettes. They start freezing. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine playing in that kind of stuff. Oh, man. hey, uh, man, uh, you you roll over there to Lambo. What's really cool? My uncle Andy Robustelli mm-hmm. played on that same field, and Lombardi put these coils under. He had this this system. It's still intact. I didn't Harry, know he was your your uncle. Yeah, he's my uncle. Oh and wow. So, Get this. Well, yeah, that's why I got the jersey here, man. This is his. Oh, I, okay. I, now I see it. I didn't see. Yeah, that. you know what okay. this is? This is his ring of. This is probably crazy showing Philly guys this, <laughs> but this is his ring of honor, um, jersey that when he went into the New York Giants ring that's of awesome. honor. Yeah. This is his jersey that he had that night when he went in. So Lombardi put this system in, right? These coils, and I used to go, "Come on, Andy, that's BS." I get up there, man. Sure enough, the ground is heated. The ground is heated on the night of the ice bowl. It broke, and that's why that game was of uh, like on a sheet of ice. But it's one of the coldest places. Oh Man, yeah, that place is just freezing cold. And you're right. If I got to play a game, yeah, an NFC title game, I want it in L.A. at right. SoFi. Or, or it would have. It might be like Dan Fouts's uh, Chargers in '81 when they had to go to Cincinnati in that 26 below zero game. And get this, you remember the week before they were at the Orange Bowl, sweating their right. ass off in, in that, that classic game, against, game the, against the Dolphins. Yeah. That's right, man. That lateral, the hook and lateral oh, play with Kellen Winslow or something. Getting, right? Yeah, Kellen yeah. Winslow getting carried off the field. Then they go to the next week and it's 38 <laughs> below. <laughs> I don't even know if they scored in that game in, in oh, Cincinnati. I, I, that game was so cold. The only other game I could think of, I remember talking to Jerome. The Eagles played in this fog bowl, I think, in Chicago. Oh, yeah. That was in 88, I believe. Hey, and, and, and Jerome goes, I, I couldn't see mm-hmm. the back. It was so You couldn't bad see the goalposts. You couldn't see no. it. He goes like this. I had never been in a game. Like, how, how, how do you feel punts? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that that should have been postponed. That it should have been. That, that was, was such a, a joke. Such a bad. Hey, but the defensive side of the ball, again, you know, we were talking with Gary Cobb yesterday from Fox 29. Oh, yeah. And we we were saying this. I'll tell you, as much as the offense is coming along, dude, that defense, man, oh. they just do not disguise anything. And Off everything coverage. is so predictable. Walk, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you these quarterbacks, we were calling it therapy cover two. That's the name of the uh, Eagle defense because every quarterback that goes and plays against the Eagle defense – this is perfect therapy for you. If you're coming in struggling, exactly. you just go against the Eagle defense. You're going to go 21 to 28, yeah. 356 yards, and you're going to get yourself back on track. Dude, they need to fix that really rapidly because, you know, I was talking about Darius Slay in that, yeah. and they were going like – and Gary goes, I don't personally think that he's fallen off the cliff in any way. I think it's the scheme he's in. Mm. Yeah, well, and then he got hurt uh, yep. last week too, which obviously didn't help. Uh, matters either all right we got to take a short time out we'll be back in a, in three three four minutes talk more football harry mays and of course the big sills dan Cilio sitting in for both barrett brooks and aton shander back in two
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome back on Into the Middle. Harry Mays along with Dan Cilio. And Barrett Brooks had to uh, take a trip, I believe, to Florida. He'll be back. Should be back tomorrow, I would I would assume. Dan and uh, Aton is out for today, and I, he might be out tomorrow too. I'm out tomorrow as well, Dan. We got a golf outing for a buddy of of Aton's and mine that passed away at the age of 45 a couple of weeks oh. ago uh, from COVID. Uh, really and, oh, and he that's had horrible. and he has a wife and two two kids a son and a daughter and just a terrible situation uh so we're raising money for for the family tomorrow we're put, putting on a golf outing at my golf club and the owner of the golf club has given us the club for the day for oh, free wow so everything that we raise will go to the family fantastic uh, yeah of michael tallarita and it's in in his honor so that, that's where i'm going to be tomorrow and i think Aton's going to play in it as well that's because... a couple grand at your boy and oh up yeah being up there i mean usually like you know when you're doing those events just so people know man i mean they charge you like a hundred ahead and you have to make over right and you charge over that's pretty dope man if somebody would do that so god yeah, bless you man i great appreciate job that out that's of brian great. brian quinn who's one of the yep. owners over there at the 1912 club for for Real providing cool. the club and We've got over 90 players. You know, in two weeks' nice. time, we got ni- over 90 players. So we're gonna have a pretty full house, and it uh, it should be a great thing. I got a couple of the, the club manufacturers to donate. You know, drivers to to raffle off, and I got a you know a couple guys that give 
you know, instructors, golf instructors to give, you know, coupons for free, you know, free lessons. They can bid for that and all kinds of stuff. So it'll, it'll be a good day. So, uh, uh, but just a tragic situation, man. The guy had asthma too and never got the vaccine and oh. got hit and it hit hard and, you know, just ventilators. It was just a really bad scene. That's, you know, you know, yeah. this country's gone through so much over the last two years and, you know, and, and, you know, what really sucks about it is when you politicize something like this, mm-hmm. you know, we were just kind of talking about it a little bit, dude, someone's health. It, that's not a political avenue to sit down no. and have conversations over. Let's get every American, you know, and, and you know what, too, when people are talking about all kinds of medicines to help people get better, dude, if it works, it works. If it Take doesn't it. work, yeah. just this is all about getting America healthy again. You get America healthy again, back on our way again. God bless your friend, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, I'm just looking here at this NFC, uh, the standings. Obviously, what, seven teams now go to the playoffs in each conference, right? And there's only right. one team that gets a bye. Yeah. So we were talking about the Green Bay Packers. And as it sits right now with a plenty of football to play, uh, including Green Bay playing Seattle this week, and it looks like Russell Wilson will be back, maybe Aaron Rodgers, who knows? He could be available as far as Saturday, Yep. I guess the day before the game, you know, does he really need practice? Probably not. Uh, but maybe he won't look sharp. You know, Dak didn't look sharp after, you know, a yep. week or so off either, but they're a game back now, Arizona eight and one uh, and green Bay seven and two. And I think, isn't that loss for Arizona to green Bay? Yes. They, it, right? Arizona lost to green Bay. Right. So, that to me would mean this: if they become okay, so Arizona has to lose a game, and if they're tied, they own the tiebreaker. Green right. Bay does, and that means the NFC Championship game would be held in, in Lambeau Field. Yeah. Right. So, kind of the scenario that we played itself out is still got a lot of football to play here. And look, I think Arizona. Could you imagine Odell Beckham? He ends up getting picked up there, and he ends up going there. You add him to that wide receiving core because now you've got Ertz there. You've got oh my goodness, you got Hopkins there. Even that kid Green starting to show something here. I mean, yeah, AJ Green. Yeah, they're yeah. running the football. They're playing good defense. I know they lost Watt for the year, but I'll tell you, man, they go they go up to they go up to San Francisco, and like I said, they beat the brakes off that team. Mm-hmm. They they really are looking good. I I still think if I had to pick a team right now that's the best team in the NFC, okay, with the body of work, I'm still going to do this, and I'm not going to look at records. You see, Harry, I don't look at records. I look at if you had to put a team on a neutral field or if you had to put a team somewhere Mm. for like a Super Bowl, um, would you bet against the Bucks? Oh, the Bucks. Okay, I was going to thought you were going to say the Rams because the Rams do host the Super Bowl. And they beat and they beat the Bucks. Right. What I'm saying is. But if you you had to win a game, okay, and remember something about the Bucs. Last year, if you remember right, the, the Saints, they beat the hell out of them twice in the twice. regular season. Yep. Now they did it again this year. Mm-hmm. They ended up beating them. Couldn't do but it Once in the they playoffs, got to the though. playoffs, it's Brady. I mean, are you really going to go against that guy who's playing maybe some of the, I hate to say, some of the best football he's played in his illustrious career? He's At playing the age great of 44. Ball. Yeah, 44. Yeah. I mean, would you bet against Brady right now? No, no, I, I wouldn't unless unless he's got to go on the road to okay. like a, to like a Los Angeles I, or, Green or, Bay. or Green Bay. Yeah, I would take him against Arizona for some yeah, me too. crazy reason. I would take him against Arizona, even in Arizona. Right. But See, what I don't want is 
if I'm if I'm if I need that number one seed because I'll tell you why. If I'm like you said, if I'm a team that has to play, let's just say this. Okay, say the Bucks. Are you going to have to play them in the opening round if you're the Rams or you're the Cardinals? I might not want that, Harry. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. I want that by that first week. So this whole thing with him missing that game, I don't think it's going to play itself out, but it could because I think Green Bay has been playing some great ball. And the way they played against Kansas City, mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers is on that field, I think they beat Kansas City. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they beat them by three touchdowns. How about them backdoor in that seven-point line, too? That was, I know, that was man. Pretty, <laughs> I mean, Jordan Love does not look ready no. for prime time by any stretch, but they did find a way to cover the number, which was crazy. Yeah, right now it would be Green Bay against, what, Atlanta. Yes. I mean, that's that's a walkover. Yeah. Tampa Bay against New Orleans, another divisional. It'd be for the third time. And then Dallas and the Rams in wow. a rematch. <laughs> that would be good what? stuff. Dude, both those teams are going, really? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. Like, hey, what do you make of what do you what do you make of the Cowboys? Are you are you like look, they get the hell kicked out of them by the Broncos, right? Yeah. And hey, and Fangio. I was stunned he, he, by that. He did not believe at all in any way the hype of that defense and Dan Quinn and them. He just did not believe it. They ran the ball, and they were physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harry, that game was not competitive. Yeah. It was not competitive. It was 30 to nothing at one point, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. They were – I mean, we kept doing this. I was I was texting, texting Greg Olson in the booth. I go, the Cowboys are going to come back and play. Mm-hmm. They are – he goes, I, 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 I think so. They had all these packages done about the number one offense. And right, right. The crap kicked out of them. It I was just, doing a pregame show at the time, and I looked up, and the score was sixteen nothing. Like right out of the shoot, might have been right beginning, out of the shoot. Of the, beginning of the second quarter. I'm like, oh my goodness! I mean, I'm thinking, well, Dallas is going to wake up. They're at home, though. You know, Dak's back, and little did I know, Dak was horrible. Like he he couldn't he could find anybody. He was just totally inaccurate. Are you buying them? Um, I am for a, a little bit. I am because I just think that that. You know, they, they can run the football as well. I think, you know, that was an, a, a kind of a uh, aberration as far as Dak Prescott goes. I think he'll look a lot sharper the, again this week. And the defense was forcing some turnovers. I mean, they, you know, they did do that. So they, they have the ability to do that. So I, I kind of buy them to at least get past the first round of the playoffs. Let's put it I that think way. I think they're real too. I do. Yeah. And the only reason I'm throwing that into conversation is because I think they're running the ball a lot better now. They got killed against the run. Hey, and by the way, they get rid of Von Miller. Right. And they play like that. I mean, I was really impressed with the way that they all just really galvanized themselves. And they went into that place and they beat the hell out of them, man. And they that's the next opponent for the Eagles, too, by the yeah, way. And right. I think that's an injection shot for that Bronco franchise. Teddy Bridgewater. How about this one? So Teddy Bridgewater this is the quarterback the Eagles are going to play. Mm-hmm. If you're Matt Rule in Carolina and you're looking yeah. at Sam Darnold, yeah. I'm telling you, man, Sam Darnold is the same dude that was at SC. He's a turnover machine, and he is who he is. I don't know, dude. Yeah. If Teddy Bridgewater keeps playing like that, Bridgewater is going to take that team far. I don't know how far because let, let, let's you're looking at the NFC. Look at the AFC. The AFC right now, I would go like this. I don't know. I think it's a crapshoot. I don't really think that there is a dominant team in the AFC where I go like this. Yeah, you know what? That team, maybe Baltimore, mm-hmm. maybe, 
Baltimore, that kid Lamar Jackson is without a doubt. I think he is the MVP this year so far. I think that kid is winning all these close games. He's he's carrying that team. Yeah, you're right. He's got to win in the postseason. He does. But I just think he's playing great. And if I had to pick a team out of the AFC, yeah, I would say the Ravens. You got one? I'm just looking at it right now. You can't trust the Chargers. Uh, no, you know at all. Uh, I was wanting to believe in Buffalo, but you can't go to Jacksonville and, and, get, and even with your C game, not come away with a win. I mean that that's ridiculous to ridiculous. me. Ridiculous. So, they, so they're out, even though them as a home field, it's kind of like a Lambeau Field situation. It, it can be very advantageous. It's between Baltimore and Tennessee to me. I don't buy Pittsburgh, the Vegas Raiders, you know, the Patriots and the Chiefs right now to me are a team that is just I don't I don't know. I guess they'll probably get in. I could see them getting in because I can see the Raiders just falling apart. Tell me this. Point. Tell me this and you you're I'm so happy to be talking to you about this with Andy Reid. This is my assessment of Andy Reid and tell me if it played out in Philly like this with him. So we all know this. In in Kansas City, the guy who built that roster was not Andy Reid. The guy who built that roster was John Dorsey. Mm-hmm. John Dorsey was the general manager. He's the guy that made the move to go and get Patrick Mahomes. He's the guy that got Hill. He's the guy that found Kareem Hunt. Just like the same way he loaded up that place when he was the GM in Cleveland, mm-hmm. John Dorsey is impossible to get along with. But John Dorsey knows how to spot talent. And Andy Reid and him had a power struggle in Kansas City. He goes to Clark Hunt, the owner. They end up jettisoning John Dorsey out of that. All of a Mm. sudden now they give the quarterback a $500 million deal. And I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but the personnel on that football team, now that Andy's had more say in the personnel, that thing's fallen off the planet. I mean, their offensive line is like movable chairs and musical chairs. Their defense, they can't get anybody on the ground. Yeah, they can't stop anybody. And I kind of saw a little bit of that in Philadelphia when Andy had kind of a lot of say in the personnel at the end of his tenure there, that they were kind of making those same personnel mistakes. And when he has that kind of autonomy to look at the personnel, I don't know, man. I... He always had a really good offensive line. That was like his thing, you know, the, on the on the front, defense and offense, especially offense. They've retooled that offensive line totally in Kansas City from the year from when they were in the Super Bowl, right? But under I mean, his direction, right? Under his direction, yes. I mean, you know, do you give them a little time maybe to gel? I don't know. But their defense—they've got a lot of money invested in that defensive front. I think it's almost a fifth of their salary cap. Or a Chris of their Jones salary is cap. making twenty million dollars a and year, and they don't get to the quarterback. That's right. And, and, and all they don't get to the they, quarterback. And so, here, I'll say this to you. So you got a $500 million quarterback yeah. and you got a $2 offensive line. Yeah. That's not a good remedy when you're trying to sit there and trying to win games. Because yeah. to me, I look at Kansas City, they're not a Super Bowl contending team the way that they're playing on defense. And mm-hmm. you know what teams are doing to him? I, I, I saw this and I saw the Giants do this and how that they really defended um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know what they're doing? They're they're playing that zone defense, and this is what I think Jonathan Gannon did a little bit against um, against Justin Herbert. They're playing that zone defense. The only difference is he didn't disguise it as much, and they're just allowing you to lose your patience. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mahomes is losing the his patience. Stuff, under, you gotta take the underneath, underneath stuff. Check underneath, off. underneath, like like Check what Brady off. did to the Eagles that uh, Thursday night. 
absolutely. Yeah. But Brady never loses his no. patience. He's okay with going like this. Okay, 175 yeah. yards passing, three touchdowns. Yeah. I'm good with that. And see what people, even yesterday, they're going, hey, man, you know, look what Herbert threw. He threw for 356 yards. I go, yeah, but it was a one-score game. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what people are looking at with these big arm guys now because, I mean – in Kansas City, they're just losing their patience. Kelsey's a non-factor. Yep, non-factor. Hill's a yep. non-factor. And I don't know. I just is, – is that kind of what happened to Andy when he was in when in Philadelphia at the end? It just ran out of steam and the roster just – Well, Kansas City's also lost their running back too. That Clyde Edwards-Alaire guy was a Actually, I think it goes back to Kareem Hunt. Okay. 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 I go think back it further goes than back that. to him – when they lost 19% of their offensive production because he was mm -hmm. good out of the backfield and ran the ball, they really haven't had a guy like that yeah. since that guy was in the backfield. And it's and it's starting to play out here for them. Andy Reid runs the ball way more than he ever did when he was here in Philadelphia. That's the one thing. If we sit here in Philly and look at that, saying, why didn't, why didn't Andy run the ball like that when he was here? You know, you take that plus the dynamic of Mahomes is – McNabb on steroids. Oh, I yeah. mean, McNabb can't do a lot of the things. No. You know, few people can, okay, in Donovan's defense. But he has a better quarterback that can make bigger, better plays, and he he ran the football. He had a good offensive line and and won himself a Super Bowl. Now he's kind of paying the price because that defense really wasn't never, ever all that good anyway. They were content scoring 38 and letting you score 35, you know, because exactly they, 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 they never cover spreads either. Well, and, and, and back when they were in AFC championship games, who knows? They may they may write the ship, but three straight AFC championship games, you mentioned the point. They're averaging 38 points, but now here's something. They were averaging 38. Now they're averaging 30. Mm -hmm. That number's come down even more now. And you're talking about penalties and turnovers, and that means now you're losing games 35-30 because yep. your defense is not your, – your offense is kind of ticked down. And your offense was carrying your entire football team. So to me, I don't know, man. Kansas City quarterback is playing hero ball a little yeah, too much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, you know. Funny, Jimmy Johnson said something to me about Mahomes. He goes, "You've got to be able to do this." He's a gifted player, but there's one thing with him: you've got to be cool with the minus plays because mm -hmm. he's not going to really play inside of a structure. And I guess that's what I was kind of alluding to, Harry, was he's not going to play in a structured offense. And when you put him in a structured offense with those checkdowns and those underneath passes, I think he's struggling a little bit mm -hmm. in doing that because, again, this, go, this is the comparison to Barry Sanders and Emmett. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see Emmett Smith have minus nope. yardage play? Nope. I, I mean, I think I've told you this before. Five <laughs> yards, 15 yards, 10 yards. You look up – 25 carries he's got 150 yards you're like where the hell did that come from right. you see right. barry go 72 but but then he'll 10. lose 12 yeah yeah right. one yep. of those like where he's running around and and jimmy said you've got to be cool with that mm -hmm. that you know he plays like that same thing with mahomes brady plays in a structured offense mahomes really doesn't it's kind of like this well hey my boy goes over here next to right. the trash can Draw and my a play other guy, in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, and my <laughs> yeah. guy goes, "Hey, you see that? You see that car next yeah. to the fire hydrant? The, gr the green car yeah, cut the in. Green <laughs> car, the third light hit it. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's like playground football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, and I think point. he falls in trouble with that a little bit. Yep, no doubt about it. Yeah, the, I mean the the AFC. How about how impressed were you with Tennessee? I mean, nobody's talking about them, and everybody you know had automatically written them off with Derek. How good Henry. a coach you think Mike Vrabel is? 
I tell you, he looked, he did a hell of a job this past weekend. How good a coach is it? Let's look at, take a look since he's been there. Yeah. He ended the Brady dynasty with Belichick mm -hmm. in New England. Okay. Remember, they, he, the last team that they played together was Tennessee. They, okay. they beat him in that postseason game. He's taken Ryan Tannehill, was on the trash pile. Nobody right. wanted him. He's now making $30 million a year. Right. He took a guy in the second round of Derrick Henry, who everyone went, don't draft Alabama, Alabama running backs. Alabama running backs, yeah. Right. They lose him. They go, and they, what did they have? Less than 200 yards of total yeah. offense? Yeah, I know. I, I was. I looked at the score, and I'm like, how the hell did they do that? Yeah, they had two, like, what, didn't they have, like, a pick six and something like yeah, that? Yeah, Stafford turned the ball over a couple of times, and they had a lot, they committed a lot of penalties, did the Rams on Sunday and night. And it was just great coaching. I'll tell mm -hmm. you, if I'm Bob Kraft, my, my, my heir apparent is not Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, yeah. No, that's it's a good this point. Guy here, yeah, it's this guy. This is the guy with a defensive mentality like Bill. Mm -hmm. This is my guy. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in all the NFL. Is this guy? I, I, I mean, they are really a good team. And by the way, do I? Do you know they're the number one rated team right now in the AFC? Number they're one, the number the, one seed. What, yeah, they're number one seed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, with ahead, ahead of Baltimore. Henry. Yeah. Now, that's do you think crazy. it's sustainable, though? I mean, oh, no, you know, I don't. That, that's where I'm kind of doubting. Yeah, it's like I think they had one gonna, great I think they're going to tail down. I think yeah. they'll tail down a little bit because, hey, look, that dude's a movable refrigerator. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's very few running backs. I'll tell you this. Hey, Harry, of all the backs I've ever seen, he's the best back the NFL has had since Emmett and Barry, mm -hmm. and that includes Adrian Peterson. This guy here. I mean, he's like OJ and OJ Bo Jackson. And Earl Campbell combined. Yeah. Campbell. Yeah. He's that kind of stuff. I mean, right. that guy's a Hall of Fame. You know what, too? Him missing a little bit of this time, my opinion, I think that probably saves him down the back end of his con uh, back end of his uh, career because yeah. he was on pace for 500 carries. Yeah, that's a lot of touches, man. I think that's he had 215 when he got hurt. I mean, he wasn't even at the halfway point, and you're talking about nearly 500 carries. Wow. I think this will help him. You know, they, they say about these running backs, it just happens all of a sudden. They just fall off the map, you know, after, after they have too many touches. I mean, we had Murray here. Uh, in, in Philadelphia after he had this big year or two in Dallas where he had all those touches. He came here. He had nothing. Nothing now, Granted, left. Chip Kelly was utilizing him in the, in the wrong way. Chip he was kind Kelly. of – he was a downhill runner, and he had this guy going to the sidelines all that, you know, trying to go, you know, with those outside zones and all that stuff. I don't think it really fit his skill set, but, he, I mean, he was out of the league after that. Looking, you you weren't a Chip Kelly fan. No, I was not. I was a Chip Kelly fan for college football. Yes, uh, but not to come here. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the laboratory. Hey, hey, Harry, you can run eighty-five plays at Oregon. Right. You can't do that to your defense because you got ninety some guys on the on the sidelines that you yeah. can shuttle in and out. They're all right. three, what four, do you think five your defense star is going to look like at the end of the uh, year? And that's exactly kind of yeah. what happened to the Eagles under him is that he wore that defense out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, what do you make of the play of Carson Wentz? Um, he's not turning the ball over. I, he's, his mechanics are still bad. I don't think he's ever going to, to sort of fix that. I don't like his lower half and he throws, it's all arm with him. And that's why when he's inaccurate, it's high all the time. He gets, he gets, you know, throws that hard high ball. Um, but he's not turning the ball over and, you know, they can run the football. That running back is a hell of a football player. Jonathan Taylor. He's unbelievable. You know, well, if they here, can here, here's what defense. he's on. Here's what he's on pace for. 
He's on pace for 4,200 passing yards. Mm. He's on pace for 65% completion percentage. Which one, is very good one, for him. 106, yeah. 106 quarterback rating and 27 touchdowns to five picks. Yeah. Would you take that? Yeah, absolutely I would. <laughs> Here's, you're right, though. One thing that I see with him, God dang, man. I mean, Frank has got to get him out of holding on to that ball mm-hmm. too long. He just sits back there. And, and like, I still – you know what's crazy? He he'll, gets he'll nervous, play. too. You can you know, see you know nerves. What, you, you know what, Harry? His He'll go like this. He'll play – like, I think prior to some of those interceptions against Tennessee, I think he had 200 attempts without an INT mm-hmm. or a turnover, and he was playing so well. And you're going like this. Hey, man, this kid's playing well. And then he'll have the worst eight minutes of football I've ever seen a guy. And all the crap that he did – for all the fans to go, he was you just all get, that equity you, goes away, all doesn't it? Away, all the way. Yeah. And guess this? I'm sitting here like this. I'm going like, dude, I know he's been playing good, but you can't do that. Yeah, that, that mean, left-handed throw. You didn't like that from the end. Oh zone. my god, man. I mean, the holding on to the ball, yeah. it drives me. Dude, just throw the freaking ball away, dude. Yeah. Just throw it away to live to play another down. I don't know why players struggle with that. I actually think they're playing better. And I thought that Tennessee would walk back, especially this last week, and they get a win, less than 200 yards of total offense. I still think they're kind of in it, Mm -hmm. and Philadelphia needs them to be kind of in it because here's something to think about. If I'm Chris Ballard and I'm getting close to that 70% mark where Carson Wentz, um, that draft choice turns – or that pick turns into a first-round pick for 75%, yep. Do I start doing this? Hmm. Hey man, do I sit the kid at the end of the year? Because hey, that wouldn't be something Howie would not think about. No, you're but right. But I sit there and go like this. Hey man, I don't want to give a first rounder up. I'll give the two up, but I'm not going to give the first rounder up. Why don't we sit the guy the last three games and he's maybe at 73% or whatever right. it is. And you just sit him the rest of the way and call it an injury or what have you. I mean, how yeah. do you, I mean, we need them to be in it still. So I do. If, you, if, you, if you're an Eagle fan, you're praying that they're still in the race. Right. Now, they have Jacksonville this week. They're like a 10-point favorite. They should win that game. But then that they puts have, them at 500? That, that If they beat Jacksonville, they're 5-5. Five and five. That's great. So then you go at Buffalo, Oof. Tampa at home. Good night. Now, you know, they could be 5-7 and seven after those two games. But then they go to the Texans. They have the, the Patriots at home. That could winnable. be. I think that's winnable. winnable. Yeah. But then they go to Arizona on the road. Wow, what a tough stretch. It is pretty tough. And then they have the Raiders and the Jaguars again. So, I mean, if all you knew is really need them to stay in it until about two or three games to go, and I think you're good. Yeah, and especially you know? in the AFC where you're not going to see a dominant record this year. You're mm-hmm. not going to see a big-time number. I think you're probably going to see 12 wins maybe. I mean, 12 and 5. Yeah. Something like that, right? 12 and five. That's going to be probably a top record. We're over in the NFC. You may see a team win 15 ball games, 14, or you may 15, see a team yeah. win 14 ball games. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, if they, they beat Jacksonville, you're five and five. And then you got to start to see. I, I should really pull up Tennessee's schedule, too, because I don't think it's sustainable no, uh, I, to play I, without I, I think Derek they're going to walk back towards they the will. Colts. Yeah, they will. Um, which is which is all good because I totally agree with you. If you're that general manager and you're like sitting here saying, "Wow, we're we're on our way to a uh, 
uh, geez, what an eight and nine season or something like that, or you know, nine and eight and miss the playoffs. What what do we care if if he plays? Let's just right. pull him why, for the why last. Why would I give up a one? Why would I? Yeah. As much as we love Carson, and I would tell him, hey Carson, they look, you know, I'm, nothing I, we don't against give you. Up the, yeah. Nothing against you, but we I want to I want that one to be somebody that we can maybe get for you. Mm-hmm. You know, help you more. Maybe get a Another wide offensive out. Maybe lineman or something. An old lineman, exactly. Yeah. Maybe somebody out there in the perimeter that can help you. I mean, you know, this is about accumulating picks and winning at the same time. So that's something to keep an eye on. No, no doubt. What about Odell Beckham Jr. There? Because T.Y. Yeah. Hilton is hurt all the time. Man, um, you put him on that offense there with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. And Pittman. And Pittman. Yeah. Man, that would look. That that's would pretty look good. great. That would <laughs> hey another team that I would keep an eye on. How about the Steelers? I know that you know you said they looked like crap last night, and they do. The they offense did. is all over the joint. Najee Harris is getting better, but mm-hmm. I still think they need more help. I think their old line is the issue. Oh, their Mike Tomlin, terrible. though. Here it is, right here. Here's Mike Tomlin, above five hundred again. Never had a losing record in fifteen yeah. years as a head coach in the NFL. Steelers just kind of just putting around in the in a very weak AFC. I don't know, man. I don't think much of them. But they're going to be in the conversation. I think you know, that I'm was his 150th win last night for Tomlin. You think he's a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah, I think you got it. Absolutely. You think he's yeah. a better coach than Cower? Um, boy, I'm trying to. Yeah, Cower didn't do. have. Cower didn't have a quarterback for a long time like Ben. True. Um, True. You know, Cordell Stewart and Maddox. That's great. It's a Cordell Stewart. Oh, my goodness. What was the no. other guy? Neil. What was his name? Neil O'Donnell. Neil or O'Donnell. He he handed the Super Bowl to the Dallas Cowboys. God, he that sucked was, so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> I can still see that pick, the one pick six. That was at, out in Tempe, oh, Arizona at that Sun guy, Devil Stadium. That guy, would, that guy sucked so bad. Let me throw this one at you here. What do you make right. of Sirianni as a coach? By the way. How about the bouquet of flowers? You know, hey, I got to say this to you, all you Philly guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what, man? I My boy Michael Irvin had a Philly um, snowball thrown at him, and yep. that's with a battery in it, and it hit him in the helmet, okay? Seeing a bouquet of flowers at Lincoln Financial, that's kind of like the weakest thing I've ever seen in Philadelphia history <laughs> on a sports facility is a bouquet of flowers being thrown. I was a little taken back by yeah. that. But how did you take this whole thing here in this – how he's fit into or maybe not fit in to Philadelphia. Well, we got to take a break. I'll be back uh, with with that discussion when we come back uh, for the second hour of the middle right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Dan Cilio sitting in for Barrett Brooks and Aton Shander. We'll be back in three. Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. 
so good it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, I... This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. PEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Number two of the middle, Harry Mays, along with Dan Cilio. A lot of great football discussion here today. This is this is all this is this is like you know what I'd be doing at work if I worked like a regular job, you know, like in a cubicle or something. I'd be doing this with my coworkers. Like See, this- uh, you, you say at work, I'm, I'd be more at a bar, you know, maybe with a <laughs> pole in it, yeah, and I'd right. be sitting there going like this, you know, hey man. You see what the hell's going on in Philly? A bouquet of flowers got thrown at the dude and he got aggravated. Yeah. I would have blew kisses to the guy. Well, <laughs> if there's a poll somewhere, then we need a little motley crew in the background to have this discussion. Oh, wait, you know you're I mean? talking that poll. I was talking more about a top 25 poll. Oh, okay. 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 Well, we, we can go through that too. Uh, before How dare you, over. Harry? <laughs> no, but you're asking about Sirianni. Like, if he had a real defensive coordinator, you know, uh, they'd probably have two or three more wins. I would, you know, so you're sitting here instead of saying three and six, they'd probably be maybe five and four. And I'd be saying, yeah, he's doing okay, doing a pretty good job. But the th- here's two, two things. I don't know what the offense is still outside of Jalen, go make a play, put everything on Jalen. And now it's we got to the point where we have to start running the football. So I guess I'll have to run the football. But I don't know what his real philosophy, his core philosophies are on offense. That's number one. And number two, he's a wide receivers coach by by trade. Like that's where he cut his teeth. 
Now I look at these wide receivers on this team, a lot of young players. There's one that was a star, the Heisman Trophy winner, that's really coming into his own and showing me that he's worthy of of the first-round draft pick. What has he done to make Jalen Rager any better? I don't see it. You know, what, what about, you know, being at, you know, Quez Watkins was on the field for 55 of the 57 or 58 snaps on Sunday. I didn't even know he was on the field. So it's like, like he did, he was targeted maybe two or three times. Like, I don't know, you know, what the offense is. It seems to be Devonte Smith, you know, get open and hopefully Jalen sees you. Uh, can the ball off or try to get it to Goddard? Like, I don't, I just can't figure it out. So there, that's football wise. Now with all this other goofy stuff that he says, like doing rock, paper, scissors and all that, you know, the, the flowers and fertilizing and all that, I blanch at all that crazy stuff. Like if I was a veteran in that, in that room, I'd be like, yo, what is this guy's deal? <laughs> I, no, I don't no, know. no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm here, <laughs> you know, we mentioned, we mentioned a win earlier in the show that urban Myers uh, football team had against the Bills. Think about this for a second. Look at all the crap that went on down there. And you're just talking about kind of the crap around Suriani here. Now watch this. So he brings he brings Tebow in. You know, veteran guys in that locker room are going, Tebow, when's the last time this guy played? Why would right. you bring in a guy that sucked? Then you saw the stuff that went on in Ohio with the lap dance. He's embarrassing mm-hmm. the franchise. Guys in the locker room go like this. This guy's man, this is high school. This is right. This guy's in over his head. Then you get a win against the Bills. You know what veterans in the locker room do? They raise up and they look up and they go, Hey, man, that was bigger of a win for the coaching staff than it was for the players because mm. the players in that locker room then are going to go like this. Okay. Because, Harry, I, I t- when I go and speak to teams or this and that, I tell people that believing in a football coach is about blind faith it's almost like religion you've got to have this blind faith that this coach is going to put you in a position to have success and if he hasn't had a resume of that you're all on blind faith that this guy knows what he's doing and that's kind of what what Sirianni's doing here is that he's never been a head coach where Meyer has you've got to have blind faith you know what this guy's doing Mm -hmm. such a big win for Urban Meyer's coaching staff now yeah. To Sirianni, he hasn't had that signature moment yet where you went like this. Maybe the opener against Atlanta. Yeah. If Atlanta's a right now a playoff team, maybe that's his biggest win so far is against Matt mm-hmm. Ryan's group. And again, I don't think they really knew what they were going to be facing with a Sirianni and Gannon offense and defense. Right, because they, they showed nothing in preseason and nobody had any idea what they were about. Completely yeah. why I think that that played out. And really yeah. nothing's really evolved from that Atlanta game. And to your point, I wrote down identity, like you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's just there just doesn't seem to be a lot of balance in your approach. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like against against the Chargers, man, I'm gonna run the freaking I'm gonna run the wheels off my backs against against the Chargers. I'm not throwing RPOs at them. They have shown all year long the Chargers can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. They got a pretty decent secondary. Blow those guys up on the on the right. perimeter. They did that as the game went on. They kept themselves in it. Joey Boza, I don't know what he was doing, but it just seems that, like you said, he'll look at his play sheet and go, well, shit, that don't work. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, and to me, that's not an approach. That's more of like, well, that's kind of freewheeling it. And I just think that 
what they're asking Nick Sirianni to do, I think the, the marriage between the quarterback and the coach, I don't think it's a good fit. I just mm. think he needs somebody like a Phillip Rivers. He needs a true traditional quarterback that drops back and throws. Mm. Designing RPOs, I don't think that's his skill set. Show me a place where he's done that. I mean, yeah. he's always had the drop back quarterback. Right. He was in what? He was in San Diego after Kansas with City, Phillip. right? Yeah, with Phillip. And then came to Indianapolis and then had Phillip again yeah. for a year. Yeah. Right. So, I huh. mean, look, look at where's he really had, you know, I don't know. I, I think he may have been there with Jacoby Brissett when Jacoby Brissett started the year before, um, the year before Phillip got there, but okay. people are under the notion that Jacoby Brissett is a running quarterback. He throws no, from the not. pocket. He's a yeah. pocket guy. And I, I just don't see where, you know, he's had that experience of putting RPOs together. So it seems a little helter skelter to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Now you're saying that Hertz and he don't seem to mesh. So does that tell you that, the front office is seeing the same thing and they're going to spend some draft capital on a college quarterback or go get, throw a couple of picks at, at Houston to try to get a Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Where do you think they're leaning right now? This is where I, this is, this is the evaluation. Okay. You got three number ones as of right now in the top 10 and you've got 11 draft picks as of right now right let's just say you end up getting rid of Fletcher and I think Fletcher's last year is this year I don't think he comes back next year and that's it draft day trade draft yeah. day trade something like that so you're probably going to have like 13 picks pretty high picks too um and you're going to have like I said those three ones I look at as I said in the last hour Jalen right now is he he's trending in a good place okay he's trending in a good place but is that good enough to beat Dak Prescott? It's the same thing the Dolphins are doing in the AFC East right now when they're lo looking at Tua Tagovailoa. Mm -hmm. They're doing this. Can that guy beat Josh Allen? Is right. that guy going to be a guy that's going to be a person that can compete within that division with Josh Allen? I don't think he can. The Dolphins are in the same position. They've got a guy they kind of like. And to me, I think the front office, remember how he do. Howie's got a number two on this and a trade-up number two mm -hmm. to get Jalen Hurts. So his ass is kind of on the line. But do you know how <laughs> Is it really? Is it really well, on the line? <laughs> I no, wish but, it was. But, but here, here's where it's on the line. If you think you're going to attract one of these free agent quarterbacks to come and play for you and that you know that you're making all these missteps in the draft, mm -hmm. I'm not going there. I'm not going there knowing that this guy can't put the cabinet back together and put items back in the cabinet. That's why Tom Brady left New England. Yeah. They weren't putting enough people back in place once these guys were being let go. They were not, there was nothing in that building that Brady wanted. So that's why he went to Tampa. I would sit here and do this. I have to somehow convince Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson's people, and Russell Wilson. To me, Wilson's the guy. Yeah, Wilson's I've the guy. I've got to I convince agree. one of those three guys, because I think all three of those are going to be on the move. You've got to convince them and going like this. Philadelphia is the place. How do you do that? I mentioned it in the last hour. Go out and get some free agents to put around. You've got a great tight end. Yeah. You've got a developing wide receiver. Get a veteran wide receiver. Get a veteran guy. Get, mm -hmm. you know, a guy like Julio Jones would have been great on this team to try to allure, to lure one of these guys into the building here. 
You've got to show the same thing that Tom – when Tom Brady was going around, Harry, and he was looking for a team – remember, there was only two teams that were looking at him, the Chargers and the Buccaneers. He's looking at Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. and you're going like this. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay? And, and they and they had the kid Hunter still a tight end. Right. When he – I mean, you're looking at that, and you're going, that's not bad. Then – and because he knew he was going to bring Antonio Brown and Gronk with him. He was going to add that to the mix. Right. He looked at the old line. He went, no, nah, not the best old line. Then he looked down at Tampa and goes, plus Bruce Arians, plus Tom Moore's down there, the guy that was with Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. That coaching staff is exceptional. He knew Todd Bowles on the other side. He knew Byron left, which he could work with. Right. He looked at that whole dynamic and went, that's a place I want to land. If yep. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Plus no state tax. <laughs> and on grass. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no asphalt turf in July. <laughs> right. And you're not freezing your baguettes off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. So yep. if you're, you're Russell Wilson, you're like, okay, I get to play in the NFC East. I get to play the Cowboys twice. I get to play the Giants twice. My chick, Sierra. Right. She can be in New York. In an area where, get this, that the entire world, the Tiffany division is the NFC. How do you convince one of those guys? Howie's got to be a salesman in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a player in the draft. This kid Pickett from Pitt, he kind of yeah, looks decent. Okay, you know, he was a kid. Temple recruit. He was a commit to Temple with uh, Matt Rule. Is that right? And then when Matt Rule took the Baylor job, he opened up his his recruitment again and went to Pitt. Yep. Yeah. And um, the kid Corral. Yeah, from and, Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss. I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm looking around the room. Maybe the kid uh, – Ritter from Ryder, the kid from Cincinnati. from Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. not over the guy from Ohio. How or no, or North Carolina? How I'm not mm-hmm. really. It's nobody that I'm really not, grabs you. No, yeah. nobody. Yeah. You know, I mean, I see a lot of Zach Wilsons. Yeah, if that makes sense. Okay, right. the number two pick from the Jets. I, Sam I, Howell reminds me of Baker Mayfield. Like that kind of yeah. guy. I mean, are, are you going to put a first rounder on that? I don't. No. I'd rather keep. Uh, I'd rather keep co- Jalen Hurts. I'd rather keep Jalen. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd rather. I, I'd rather right. keep Jalen. And I use mean, those I'd rather... three picks on defense or something. Go That's get yourself. Right. You know, hey, the best pass rusher in the draft. Get him a running back too. If you're not, if you're not going to get, if you're not going to have, you know, the opportunity to draft a quarterback, that guy needs a back. And mm-hmm. people are going, well, we have backs. I'm like, yeah, you do have backs, but you don't have like a back. You need right. somebody that can move the sticks and you need somebody like a shady McCoy back mm-hmm. there. Someone like that. If you're not going to upgrade right. the quarterback position, but I would now, try to make every single effort I could to go after a veteran quarterback. And my, I, I would target Russell Wilson. Yeah. He'd be the guy too, for me out of those three. You're 20 I, I, million. Am, am I right? When I say this, the Eagles are $20 million under the cap. I don't know exactly with all these moves. I believe getting maybe rid it's of 21 million under the cap. Is that right? Wow. Well, here, 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 Harry. We want to know why you're three and six. Yeah, right. You're 21 million under the cap. Well, yeah. And plus they have all that money in Carson Wentz's contract that it was dead money. Dude. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about I mean, it? Most teams like are 30 million. Most teams are squeezed on the cap right now. I think the Eagles are like $21 million under the cap right now. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to know why you're three and six? Yeah, right. You're not really spending a lot of money. And this goes to the general manager again, watching the roster, Harry, Mm -hmm. and putting guys like not actives at the end of the year, guys not hitting their incentives. 
this is when you're that much under the cap, you're watching the money for the owner. Mm. Dude, that's a lot of money in the middle. Of, that's why they could pick up that seven and a half million dollar contract of Odell Beckham if they had to. Yeah. Look how much money they're under the cap. So it's four o'clock today where he becomes available, right? Yes. Like for anybody. That's I clear, say he lands waiver. in Seattle. Seattle you, think, you think so? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're going to want it. Because, again, remember something. Who was kicking the can also on being a little bit pissed off at the beginning of the year? Russell Wilson was Russell also Wilson. talking. And you've got – hey, remember I was talking about being a salesman? Well, Seattle's got to be a salesman a little bit and re-recruit their guy to want him to stay in – in, in Seattle, Seattle for next year, and yeah. He, they've got to even make it publicly known, Harry, that they went after Odell Beckham. Okay, they've yeah. got to make. Hey, you know what? We tried to get. Didn't Pete Carroll go coy uh, yesterday when he was asked the question? Are you guys interested in Beckham? He goes, "We'll just have to wait and see." Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's a message to Wilson. Yeah. Well, what about Green Bay? Could Beckham they add and Green? Wait, I tell you what. So wait a minute. So you have. Aaron Rodgers, and you have Odell Beckham. That's must-see television. That's drama Dude, incorporated. That's, I mean, seriously, yeah. a soap opera. Right. right. Okay, that's, that's all better than children. most of the stuff on TV on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. I mean, I, I they should they should just uh, scrap that hard knocks for the Indianapolis Colts and just take the trucks and go right up to Green Bay. Well, hey, yeah. you, you know the series All My Children? Well, it's yeah. now moved to Green Bay. Right. <laughs> right. Have you seen any of the other hard knocks, the, the midseason? I think it just started. I haven't. Was, I haven't. So it's, it's the Colts, right? Yeah, it's the Colts. And I think it started. It might be an episode or so into it already. I, I, I haven't guy, watched hard knocks in three or four years. I, I, I know the guy who started. His name is Marty Kallner. And he's the guy that did all those music videos and all this and that. And I asked him when he um, first went to the NFL with this idea that you were going to put cameras, everybody uh-huh. went like this. No effing way. No. It's BS. You know who the guy that kind of waved his wand on it and said, hey, we need this. This would be great. It was Jerry Jones. Oh, of course. The reason that hard knocks is hard knocks is because Jones convinced him and Snyder and Kraft and all these guys. And back in the day, Paul Allen, right. who owned uh, Microsoft and um, he owned uh, uh, the, the Seahawks. Those guys all gave their, like, blessing their on blessing it. And that's how it. that thing – I believe I think Baltimore was the first team. That was a great one, too. Mm. The rest of them – you know, the one thing I say this about the Cowboys. You know, I watched a little bit of the hard knocks. I came away going like this. Man, that Cowboy team's boring. Mm. And I just went like this. Maybe that's the best thing ever happened right, to them. Right, right. When have you Is ever that, said that before? Right? Never. Yeah, right. And they were so boring. I'm like, hey, man, mm. I think that's a reflection of the quarterback because the quarterback doesn't really kick up a lot of you know, steam and stuff. He just goes out and plays. I really love Dak Prescott. I'm, I'm, Par- Parcells would have liked him too. Remember, yeah. Parcells was anti-celebrity He's like Sims, quarterback. isn't he? Yes, he is. Wow. Now, I know he had a commercial that he had the chunky soup commercial, but he's not a celebrity quarterback. Parcells would have loved him. Comparison, he's yeah. like Sims. Yeah, he is like Sims. Tough Sims was kid. the whipping boy for Parcells, though, too. Man, you know what, though, man? I, you know, I have so much respect for Phil. Phil, yeah. in my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a great, great quarterback. Those games at in the NFC East with oh, Washington. 
the Eagles. Uh, oh my God, those games, the Cowboys, those games were uh, so, with LT and Bavaro on offense. Man, I, uh, I I hated the Giants, but man, were they good? They were a good watch. Were, was that not great football was, though? When those teams best. and back when defenses played yeah. defense, and you yeah. weren't gonna get anything Playing in those in all games. these shitty stadiums. Yeah, hey, <laughs> so, yeah, hey, is that a rip on the carpet right. in the vet? Is it, what is that? What's wrong with the what's right. wrong with the vet's carpet? There used to be this giant freaking seam yeah. that was in oh, the yeah. middle of the vet, and it would it never would, get fixed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the bleachers in RFK would literally go bounce up and down. Yes. Like, I mean, yes. Just, just literally bounce up and down. Yeah, you're right. I'm seeing a uh, tweet here from Jeremy Fowler, Jay Fowler, ESPN. And he lists the teams with their salary cap space with regards to Odell Beckham's $8 million salary. Eagles, $20.9 million. $21 million under the cap. Second only to the Jaguars, who have 27.8. Boy, I wonder why they stink. But yeah, and, and again, why do you think the team's sitting at three and six? They don't the general manager is nickel and diamond the roster. Wow. I mean, Broncos have 13.4. Seattle, Harry, you mentioned they've got you're 12. You're in the 6. middle of the season and you're 21 under the cap? Wow. How are you 21 million under? Hey, get this. And this the dead the, money applied to the quarterback that's not here anymore. Think of this for a second. So you're going to have 11 draft choices, three in the first round, and you're $21 million under the salary cap mm-hmm. going into next year. Hollywood Howie is a star, man. This guy. Yeah. Now you know why the owner loves him. Oh, here it is. You know, people always ask me the question on my show. They go like this: Well, what's how we have on him? Pictures or something? Right, no. He's got twenty million dollars that he handed the owner on a one eighty five salary cap, and he's got eleven draft choices and three in the first round. Right. If you're a general manager and you're an owner, hey, I'm pretty good with that. And plus, they're not paying that coach the top dollar either. Coaches, hey, the guy at Iowa, Kirk France makes Kirk Ferentz, three times yeah. the money he makes. Okay, yeah. that guy makes seven million dollars a year. Does he make seven at Iowa? Is that Take right? For a second, hey, wow. watch this. Let's see. Um, uh, Brian Kelly, he makes six. Saban makes eleven. Right. Dabo makes ten. Right. You know what? Um, Jimbo Fisher makes, makes a ton too. You know what Ogeron makes this year? Uh, Nine point five. Wow. Oh 9.5, and they're giving him a $27 million buyout. Buyout, yeah. yeah. So, so he, hey, coaching college football or coaching in the NFL, and I have to take shit from Howie Roseman. Hey, right. you know what? Give me that Duluth job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other thing is you got you to recruit. That's the pain in the ass. It is, man. Yeah. You got to go 12, yeah. you know, 12 months, and you got to knock on a kid's door in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Hey, right. Bobby, how you doing? You want to <laughs> come visit me? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, your mom makes the best apple pie. Oh, hey, man, these chitlins are the best I've oh. ever eaten. I'm looking also on here. The Chargers. 21 million under the cap is stunning. The Chargers have 10. Steelers have 10. Washington has 9.3. You know, Washington could be a spot. you're naming all crappy teams. But Washington could be a spot for Devontae or, or uh, Deshaun, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Washington, hey, I would go to my agent, that Mulugeta guy. I'd go like this to him. Uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not going anywhere near a Daniel Snyder. That, that ain't <laughs> happening, okay? That's not working for me, man. Yeah. You could just wave that one off. All right, speaking of them, because there was a lot made, and rightly so, of their defense last season, okay? That basically got them into the playoffs with an under 500 record. 
And so everybody thought, including me, that they were going to take that next step with a few more additions. What has happened to them defensively? They, what's happened is their offense has fallen to pieces, and that offense a year ago was moving the ball. Yeah, and Logan Thomas able- was a big loss for them. Yeah. Oh my God, was it too? And and mm-hmm. how do you get rid of the offensive tackles? Also up in uh, Williams, the kid. How do you get rid of him and send him to San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. And you start looking at him. Plus the chaos in the organization. I really think Rivera did a great job last year at mm-hmm. winning that division. But I got to say, Harry, I think it was a one year wonder, man. I think it was everything played out right. Mm. You know, they win the division. Now you got to play a tougher schedule. You know what's crazy about the Buccaneers? The Buccaneers have a lesser schedule. You know why? They were a wild card last year. That's right. They didn't win the NFC South. They were a wild card. They had to win four games. And now you give a team that was in the worst division a tougher schedule. Mm -hmm. And I just – plus Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he he was – Is he going to come back at all? I I probably – hey, that guy's got more lives than a cat. I mean, he's been on nine different teams. They're just not stable at the quarterback position. They've never really been – they were a little bit with RG3, then the injury. Yeah. They had cousins in the Shanahan room. Shanahan ruined him. He did. I'll tell you, the, old, the whole organization, man, because they had a good player there, but they just brought him back too soon. It was almost like the Kevin Kevin Durant scenario, you know, mm-hmm. when they brought him two back in uh, Golden State. Yeah. They brought him two. It was like that. They should have just sat him the rest of the year. But, you know, there's a fan base that wants to right. come and see him. And right. we know what that means. They wanted, they paid tickets to come see him. The owner wanted to trade him out there and it ended up costing him. I, I Deshaun going there. I think Deshaun's here. Here, Here's his spots to me. There's going to be more people at the table in the off season. Mm-hmm. I do think the Eagles could be in that conversation because of the assets they have to offer. Right. Anytime you have three number ones, dude, I don't care who you are. Nick Casario has got to pick the phone up. Miami is obviously, but then you start doing this if you're Deshaun Watson and you see how Brian Flores' team has played this year along with Chris uh, and how Chris Greer, That's the general another manager. That's huge disappointment, Miami. Huge. I think them and San Francisco yeah. have been two of your biggest disappointments this what, year. What, they win 10 games last year yeah. and didn't make the playoffs, yeah. and you thought they were another team that was going to take That's a step. Right. And if you're Deshaun, you go like this. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Carolina, obviously. A lot of good masseuses, though, in Miami, though. That's the, that's the thing. Are, why are you asking me that? I, I mean, is there some sort I mean, of connection? Didn't you here go to college you there? That I know. <laughs> I take offense to that, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you're, you're thinking more Fort Lauderdale, but yeah, from what okay, I hear. Okay, a little north, <laughs> just a little north. Toward, yeah, a little up, north, more where the West Palm. Guys. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. People with money hang out in the north end. <laughs> but get, getting back to Washington, when you think about it, when you bridge the original Gibbs era to today, and you look at their quarterbacks when you sit there and say Brad Johnson and Mark Brunel were probably your two best quarterbacks in that time period. That says it all, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think everybody tries to think that it's really simple to find one of these signal callers and just plug him in. Look at Denver. Yeah. Outside of Peyton Manning, they've been tr- they've been plugging Trevor Simeon. Yeah. All the rest of these guys. That's why John Elway's no longer there. Yeah. That's a, that's right. That's why yeah. that's why he's not making defensive decisions or offensive decisions on the personnel now, and they had to hire a general manager. Look at the Dolphins. Yeah, They have been looking for a quarterback since, since Marino. Marino. Yeah. How about this? So Chad Pennington has been their best quarterback. Oh, 
since Dan Marino left. Remember the year wow. Brady got hurt? They won the division. They were right. like 11 and five or something. 2008. That year. 2008, yeah. I think it was. That's yeah. the last time the Dolphins won the division was two, when they had Chad Pennington. Wow. So these, it's not that easy. I think it's Carolina, Miami. I got to think. I got to yeah, Carolina. Think, that's right. I got to think that, you know, the, the Eagles are in that conversation. How about this, too? If you're Sean Payton, are you happy with what's going on mm. in New Orleans with Tyson Hill, Jameis Winston? Jameis was playing. It's, that's a shame about Jameis, though. That's oh, yeah. You know, he, hurt, he, he, he was playing well. I think he was playing well. I, I, I like those, you know, sort of those uh, renaissance type of stories, you know, where yeah. the guy gets another opportunity. Those reclamation projects. Reclamation project. That's the word I was yeah, looking yeah. for. I, yeah, I, I like those, too, because yeah. Ryan Tannehill is one of those guys. Right. How about this? So how about Sean Payton goes like this? Hey, um, Houston, tell you what, and it's not in the same, it's not in the same conference. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, let's go after, um, let's go after Deshaun and see what we can do here. Hmm. I'll send you Michael Thomas. Yeah. Not okay? playing for and him I'll now. Anyway, I'll send you some players. He don't obviously doesn't seem he wants to play there any longer. Right. And I, I, we'll put some draft packages together here and let's see what we can do. I'll give you both Jameis and Tyson Hill and Michael Thomas and draft <laughs> choices. And I'll tell you what, I'll take I'll take right. Deshaun. But imagine I'm keeping Deshaun Watson. Kamara. Can you, I'm right? keeping can you Kamara. imagine Deshaun Watson and Sean Payton together? Yeah. That'd be pretty good. It'd probably keep yeah. him in New Orleans for a couple no, more years. Nobody's Sean talking Payton. about New Orleans, though. You're right. That's a that's a good spot. Well, they need a quarterback. In they my do. opinion, if look, everybody needs a quarterback when it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, he's top five talent. Yeah, There's no doubt about it. Guy. Yeah. All right, we got to take a timeout. We'll be back for the ha last half hour of a Tuesday middle show with Dan Cilio and Harry Mays. Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, 
and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 member, love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. And welcome back to the middle. Harry Mays and Dan Cilio taking you up to the top of the hour. And a lot this of things flying. It is totally 90 minutes just went by. I mean, he goes like this to me. He goes, Hey, you want to get someone on? I go, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't do it anyway. He teaches at Villanova. And today, I guess, is the day that he's uh, he's teaching. But uh, I got to ask you about this latest uh, situation. Of course, you had the the Henry Ruggs disaster last week. I mean, uh, what a what a situation that that is. I'll, I'll never get it. When you're an NFL player and you have all that security personnel at your disposal, uh, basically, I mean, you can speak to that more than I can. But from what I understand is if they're in a bind or they need something, they can pick up the phone and call and a guy will be there in 10 minutes and boom. On the back of our NFL Players Association card, we have even for retired players, Mm. we have 24-7 service to a ride that the NFL PA will pick up if you're too drunk. Right. It's on the back of my card and I wish I had my wallet here with me, but it's, it's really cool. Hey, just call and the league will pick and the player association actually picks it up. Here's what I'll say to you, Harry on this. Listen, when I was younger and I got to the NFL and all of a sudden I had millions of bucks in my pocket mm-hmm. and I was driving a Corvette around, I had a Lotus, a Maserati. I had all this stuff. I did. Mm-hmm. It was you just think you 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 invincible. you it's it's invincible it's narcissist it's not a lot of people's opinions matter the only opinion that matters is your own the mm-hmm. ones that can have more clarity when you're younger are the ones that understand you're a professional it's about acting like a professional all the time and sometimes i mean harry what gets me is is this kid was schooled at alabama too yeah so he knows that there's always a micro microscope on you, right. and you're in Vegas, dude. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you know what I give Sean McVay a lot of credit for? You got a bunch of football players in Los Angeles. Have you heard Aaron Donald or no. Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey or no. have you heard like um, Matthew Stafford out running up and down Sunset Strip? Mm-hmm. Those guys know the pitfalls that are in Los Angeles. And they act accordingly. Right. You have to know this. One of the reasons I tell people that my failures in the NFL were a lot to do with my mental approach and also me not understanding what it was about to be a professional. Hmm. I mean, look, you can have all the talent in the world. 
But if you don't act like a pro 24, it's not a eight hour act like a pro. And then once that clock goes away, go party. The days of Lawrence Taylor hanging yeah. out and cracked ends. Those right. things are over with because people have these things now. Yep. They're going to take pictures of it. It's a different world where, you know, you're not going to get away with your free time right. and you're not going to get away with some of the stuff you're doing. So you're right. I mean, look, I feel for the kid. The kid is a good dude. He's a great kid who made a life changing, altering decision that is going to cost people's lives, his own life, his, his, his fortune, his career, other, yeah. his, other people. Look at the impact that he's had. And unfortunately, like I said, good people make tragic mistakes and that's what's happened here. It's just a, I, I've seen this story play out just way too many times. Yeah, and now you got the Damon Arnett story, which hit yesterday, and he was their second first-round pick in the 2020 draft. So Henry Ruggs and Arnett are both gone. I mean, you talk about a sort of misjudging character or bad luck. I mean, it just – Well, you got a TV a, GM. Well, yeah, true. But, you know, Gruden was heavily in, involved in those player personnel choices, too. Well, I think it, and it, he was right there with him. Yeah. But, hey, watch this, though, Harry. I mean, character's the last thing evaluated. Mm. You start you, – you don't do this. Watch. Well, yeah, it's talent first, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. go, wait, can the kid play? You start right. there. Not, is he a good character guy? Yeah. Okay? You start, yeah. hey, can the kid play? How fast is he? Hey, um, is he smart? Does he love football? And then you go like this. Oh, by the way, is he a good dude? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always the fifth thing on the list where to me, I've always said, look, you're not going to win championships with choir boys. Right. You're just not. But you got to be a good dude. Yeah. You've got to be a smart dude. You've got to be people that understand the room, where you are. And to me, that's an evaluation. Now, I will give people some credit. I'll give people some latitude here. And I'm going to show you why I say that. This COVID thing has not allowed a lot of these personnel people to have face-to-face -face mm -hmm. meetings with these players yeah. where you had those one-on-one -on -one meetings back in the day okay. and you had interviews. I think the only time – you know, I was talking to Kevin Colbert a couple months ago. The guys that they drafted this year, Kevin said that was the first time that he had a face-to-face -face conversation with those people that the Steelers drafted mm -hmm. when they went to Pittsburgh for minicamp. Hmm. They had they did everything Zoom. Right. You know, a little different than sitting here on a Zoom, you know, hey man, what's your family like? You know, it's another thing when you're looking a guy in the face, there's nobody in the place and you're going right. like this. Hey, what about this story about you hitting a cop in the face? Mm -hmm. What is this about? Tell me what the story was. I want to know yeah. because I'm gonna give you five million dollars and I want to know when I go to my owner and he asked me, How come you gave this guy money here? Right. And you punch this guy in the face. A little different than when you're on a Zoom, you're prepared better, you got notes around, you may have a guy behind you, you don't know. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there and a guy looks at me like Jerry Angelo, he goes like this to me. This is one of the greatest lines. So Jerry Angelo goes like this. By the way, they drafted me 56th overall hmm. as a junior. So Jerry Angelo and Rich McKay are sitting in the room with me. Rich is the president now, I think, of the Falcons. Yes. And so he goes like this to me. He goes, he goes, okay, so what if plan what if plan A doesn't work? What's your plan B? I said, let me tell you boys something. It, anybody who has a plan B doesn't have a plan A. Mm, good answer. And those and those guys looked at me and went, wow. oh, silly, oh, you ain't that smart. Who gave you that line? That's I said, good no, answer. no, man, I, that's my line, man. That's my line, man. I You can't row out the, you can't row out the sea with one paddle and have one foot on the shore and go, I'm all in. You got to right. be all in, bitch. Right. Let's go. That's a and good so, answer. Like, they were like, wow, they really loved that answer. And that's, how about when Jeff Ireland asked um, 
Des Bryant, hey man, I hear your mother's a prostitute. Oh yeah, that was. And they terrible. were going like this. They wanted to see his reaction. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think he could have got it a little different. Yeah, way. he could have gone about it a little, <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. I mean, right. Way. I mean. Wow. So yeah, but it it really is about evaluating a kid's character. And how about them? though? they're still winning ball games in all light of yeah, everything. They are. That's uh, a spot too, Beckham. Bad Good loss land. to the Giants, though. Oh God. Bad loss. I, I think Deshaun Jackson's going to the Raiders, isn't he? Deshaun Jackson, yeah. I think Deshaun's gonna gonna end up. Can you there, imagine but... Deshaun and Odell for uh, Card? That might be some good looking. Oh wow! To yeah. go along with that uh, Waller kid, that yeah, tight end. man. I tell you, yeah. that'd be nice looking, man. I, I tell you what, that would uptick the Raiders. Yeah, it would. And who's the who's that other kid? Got uh, Moreau, Moreau, the, the, Moreau, the tight end that, that tore up the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> but I'm uh, looking the, at the their Jonathan number... Gannett defense. What's that? The Jonathan Gannon defense. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, man, I want I don't want a defensive coordinator's name Jonathan. I want it to be Haystacks. Who, who's your hey, who's your defensive coordinator in Philly? It's Haystacks Calhoun Cilio. <laughs> hey, yeah. this is what we're gonna I don't want a Jonathan Gannon. I right, want it right. to be Haystacks Calhoun. I'm the D coordinator of the Eagles. That's we true. run what kind of defense do you run, Cilio? We run a sick 'em and eat 'em defense. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm looking at their number one picks this year was Alex Leatherwood, the lineman from Alabama, who I don't think is very good. No, he had a bad back, didn't he? Yeah. And I think he's already, isn't he a guard? He, wasn't he a tackle <laughs> hey, that's already been moved to guard? Anytime you hear a guy get drafted as a tackle and they yeah, move him to guard, him to guard, that's a problem. That ain't working. Right. Ruggs, the third, and Arnett were two first round picks the year before. Neither are on the team anymore. And the year before that, I remember when Mayock picked Cleland Farrell out of uh, Clemson. I'm like, what? He took him fourth overall or whatever it was? Like, he's like hey, a backup line. He's like a rotational guy. Well, name me this. I'll throw this out at you here. And I, I, I think some of the guys brought up the guy's name. Let's take a look at your boy, Howie Roseman's draft over the last couple oh, of years here. I'm trying to okay, distract let's put, myself hey, from that. Let, let, let's do this with Mike Mayock, okay? So do you know that it was 16 years ago that the Eagles drafted a guy that was in the non-first round lineup, and he's the last all-pro that the Eagles drafted? It was 16 years ago that wasn't a first-rounder. Trent Cole. Trent Cole Cole. is the last guy. Fifth round out of Cincinnati. He's the last guy that was a non-first-rounder that made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's that incredible. That is unbelievably bad. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. You're right. I mean, who have they drafted of significance on defense on that other side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, the, the only pro bowler is is uh, Fletcher in That's the it. first round. He's free, And he was a first-round pick. And the only reason they got him, the story was, the defensive core, the defensive line coach was watching Thursday night football and Mississippi State was playing, and he was just blown away. By the way, Fletcher Cox just controlled the line of scrimmage. He he, he called up uh, Reed and said, "I need this guy in my defense," and ended up they ended up getting him. Wow, man! Yeah, that's like the story with 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 Jerome. So we're down, and this guy used to hang out at our practices all the time. And I go like this: I see him driving these fancy cars, and I go over and I go like this: I go, "Hey, man!" I go, "Who are you here to watch?" He goes, "Ah, oh, that guy right there is my favorite. I really love the guy." And I go like this: I go, "Yeah, man." He goes, "Man, I'd love to see him." I'd love to see him in Philadelphia. And I go like this. Okay, what are you, like a fortune teller or something? He goes, no, I fucking own the Eagles. I went like this. What? 
<laughs> he goes, I'm Norman Brayman. I'm oh. like, oh, you're like the caddy guy. I need a caddy. <laughs> I go, oh, no, no. He had targeted Jerome's junior year. Uh-huh. And he, everyone knew he was going to Philly. Right. And Norman Brayman used to come to practice all the time. And him and Jerome, man, he'd take Jerome out. Oh, that was really? dude, that was a done deal, man. That was he we was going there and he went to Buddy and goes, This kid's a game changer. Well, Buddy came and saw him. The only thing that convinced Buddy to draft him is that after every sack, Jerome would do this. And Buddy loved that. Anything military, right? Mm-hmm. Jerome used to always go like this. And he he, he came down, met him a couple times. But he didn't really like me too much. He goes, you think I want two of you guys? He goes, you think I want two of you assholes around here? Get out of here, silly. That ain't working for me. <laughs> well, which draft do you want to go to with the Eagles? I mean, Okay, we, let's go three years ago. Anybody still on the team? 2018. Okay. Yeah, Dallas Goddard, Avante Maddox, and Josh Schwett, and Jordan Mailata. That's actually the best draft out of all of them. Go to the one before that. Okay, Derek Barnett, who had another costly penalty this past Sunday against the Chargers, jumping off sides on a third and uh, what was it, third and four or something? Would and Guy's ended up scoring. Money. Yeah, he totally. Uh, Sidney Jones was hurt and fell to the second round. No longer on the team. I think last I saw him, he was in Jacksonville. Rasul Douglas, who last made a play for the Green Bay, wasn't it Green Bay the other night? Yeah, a week or so ago. And then Mac Hollins, who's in Miami, uh, is a, like a special team wide receiver. So all these guys are off the team. Yeah, basically. And Derek Barnett will be off the team after this season. So that, that's your 2017 I, you know, draft. Okay. So, like, his best draft was the seventh, what's the what, the 18 draft? 2018, it looks like. 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about 2016? Give me that one. Oh, let's see. Let's go back there. Okay. Well, that's Carson Wentz. Sayamalu, Sayamalu, who's hurt, but was a starter. Wendell Smallwood, I mean, come on. Uh, Halapulavati Vitae, who's with Detroit, a starting guard. Jalen Mills is on another team. I forget, is he in New England still? I can't remember. And that's it. The other guys never made the team. (laughs) It it doesn't look like a real big success rate here. No. You go back to 2015, Nelson Aguilar was the first-round pick. He's with New England now, right? And was with Oakland or Las Vegas. Eric Rowe was with New England, and I think he's out of the league. Jordan Hicks is actually playing pretty well for Arizona, but he couldn't stay healthy here. He was hurt all the time. Wasn't he taken out of that role in 15, though? Um, I thought thought Roseman was taken out of that role in – I thought it was 13 because 13, 13 or okay. 14, because that's when ship came was 2013. Okay, okay, okay. They drafted Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz in the first two rounds of that wow. year. Yeah. Benny All Logan, right. who was a pretty good tackle for a while here. Third round. Then Matt. So what Barkley. do you make of him as a talent evaluator? Howie? Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Absolute zero. <laughs> F. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. wait a minute. So you've got the biggest draft in the history of the Eagles coming mm-hmm. up. And the dude that you think is a zero mm-hmm. as he's GM making his picks. is going to be in charge of that picks and your $20 million today under, under the, the salary cap. cap so that you're going to be able to do this. There's not a player that's going to be a potential free agent that the Eagles are not going to be in a conversation with that can help your football team. Every Correct. guy, think of this, Harry. Every guy that's in the league right now outside of these big frontline quarterbacks 
the Eagles could pick the phone up and go like this. I'll mm-hmm. give you two ones, and I'll give you Fletcher, and we'll eat some of the – they could eat some of the money mm-hmm. because of how much they're under the cap. How much the room they have, yeah. And, and, and get this. Get the pick. Maybe get a third rounder for them. Hey, we'll eat – next year, we'll eat 70% of the send money. Send us a third rounder in, in You send me a third yeah. rounder, make it a three. I'll take this. You can have Fletcher. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the Richard Seymour deal that when New when England sent him to the Raiders, mm-hmm. you know, he still had some Pro Bowl years left there with sure. them. I still think Fletcher in a good system sure. with a decent defensive coordinator. Like, how about this? You sent Fletcher Cox to um to New England. He's mm-hmm. Vince Wolfork. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Oh, me too, man. Oh, I, I love, love Big guy. Vince, man. Oh, he, you could eat. Hey, you could eat a bowl of soup off his head. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. That guy was a run stopper. Don't oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's look at 2019. Andre Dillard is a a backup tackle. Can only play the left side. First round pick. Miles Sanders has been good, although they they don't utilize him enough. JJ Arthega Whiteside was a second round pick. He's a great blocker on special teams. <laughs> and uh, the other two guys never made the team. Is that the kid Whiteside from Stanford? Yes. Yes. I met him at a Pac-12, man. I thought he was soft as tissue paper. Yeah. But, hey, that's just me <laughs> right. just running into the guy, man. I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, yep. smart guy, though, but sure. uh, I, I have not seen anything from him. Yeah. What's wrong with this kid, Rieger? I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's got all kinds of speed. Um, doesn't seem to catch the ball. I mean, they, they've thrown it to him early in a couple games earlier in the season just to kind of get him started, and he drops the football. And then I think I think Jalen Hurts is like, you know what, I'm not even looking your way anymore. But he doesn't fight for the ball. Harry. No, no, he doesn't. Mm-mm. He doesn't come back. I think maybe he's afraid of falling on his wallet or something. Mm. I, I mean, this guy, he just doesn't fight for the ball. He doesn't help his quarterback out. If mm. the passes aren't perfect, He's not stretching out for it. I mean, you got a struggling quarterback or you've got a young quarterback. You got to do everything in your power to make that guy a better football player. Because I'll tell you what, the wide receiver position in my my I've said this to everyone. I think the wide receiver position is the most overrated position in all of the NFL. Mm. And Tom Brady makes a he makes a habit of showing you. Okay, so wait. Amendola, Edelman, right. Wes Welker. Deion Branch. Branch. Yep. Okay, Troy Brown. Troy These Brown. Are dudes they won Super Bowls with. Right. Didn't Troy okay. Brown play both ways one time? Didn't yeah. he play D back? Yeah, right. Yeah, he played DB, was like a two-way player. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. I'm going like, so if those guys are your wideouts, what's the last big, big time wide receiver that won a Super Bowl? I mean, maybe I guess you call Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans yeah, is probably a, a big time, is a big time player. But man, I mean, I I don't know. I just I don't really need that position, especially if I don't have the signal caller. That's why I looked at when when the Eagles drafted Devontae, I said this. Why? What about Hill in Kansas City? You think that you that's a good one. I mean, I think you know, I think he's an elite player. I yeah. do. I think he's it's elite. All speed. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's an elite guy. I don't think he's gonna get you a hundred catches. No, probably not. Okay. No, they, although they did target him like 15 times uh, two weeks ago. See, yeah, and, and you know what though, too? Here and now, when you got Kelsey underneath, hey, yeah, he's elite. When you have Kelsey underneath, I don't know why Kansas mm. City's not 
I don't know why their offense is struggling the way it is, man. You got Kelsey underneath and you got Hill over the top. Boy, you put Beckham on that team, Harry. Cool. Holy cow, man. Yeah, yeah. This this could really change the the course of the NFL, depending on where he goes today, right? And You're the storyline for it. <laughs> now, let me ask you this though: Do you want? Do you do you want to see? To me, I'm not. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to rip my. I'm not going to rip my roster up for a guy that's making seven and a half million dollars. Follow me here, okay? Unless you know, and all the teams that are under the cap with a lot are all horrible teams. Why would they do that right now? Right. When you're trying to line yourself up for next April, but if your teams like Dallas or you're some of these teams that are so squeezed against the cap, aren't you praying you're hoping he clears waivers mm-hmm. so then you can restructure a deal for him where it's incentive laden, it's base salary, minimum league minimum. Mm-hmm. And if he makes this just the same thing that um Antonio Brown. And what I mean by the Antonio Brown scenario, think about what they did in, in uh, Tampa Bay. You're gonna get the best behaved Odell Beckham this guy rolling into your place. He's going to be on his best behavior. This is the third team now that he'll be on. Look at the yep. equity that Antonio Brown has built up over the last couple of years here working with Brady. And living You're with now, him. He's, yeah, and by the <laughs> way, he's on his way back to potentially being um, a consideration for the Hall of Fame. He mm-hmm. wins another Super Bowl this year. You're talking a two-time Super Bowl. He's the fastest to 900 which is crazy. He's the fastest of 900 catches, and he had that disastrous year last year. Right. But look at what Brady did. Brady built him back up again where the league, he went out in the open market, Harry, and he thought he was going to get $7 million out of, as a base salary. Nobody took him because you know why? They're not sold he's going to behave yet. Right. Well, maybe another year with Brady, hmm. you start doing this. Well, he's at 1,000 catches now. He's still Antonio Brown. Let's take a flyer on him. He's been well-behaved. Bruce Arians has said it on my show numerous times. He's one of the greatest teammates I've ever Mm. seen. That's what I think Beckham has to do. Mm. He has to pick a place. If I were him, I'm praying to clear waivers. The $7 will be investing in yourself. Let me go to Green Bay. Let me go to Seattle. Let me go to New England, maybe. Let me go to some place that could build my equity up, sign a one-year contract, Go out in the open market and go like this. Look, I helped the team win a Super Bowl or get right. to the playoffs. I was on my best behavior. And then maybe you sign your own ticket to a team that you really want to go to where you're going to get a contract that's yeah. going to be more suitable to what you are making. And I don't think Odell really has been a an out a big distraction or a problem when he's been with Cleveland. I, I mean, I, I, you, absolutely, know. you know what? That's been – I think that's been something that hasn't been reported enough. Yeah. I, I don't think he's been a headache there. No. I think no. the quarterback, if anything, has been a headache. Yeah, right. Now, i got to ask you, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, what did you make of the taunting? Did you see the taunting penalty against the linebacker for the Bears last night, Marsh? I did. I mean – this, this, this is another example garbage. of the NFL officiating – having too much latitude when it comes to decisions on the game where, get this, it, it's a personal decision. And it's a point me, of emphasis, they keep yes, saying. Yes, yeah. and to me, when that guy stuck his ass out like that, I think he should be suspended. How do you know he's not fixing a game? Hmm. How do you know he's not in with a bookie? It sure looked fishy hmm. that you would do that to that guy, throw yourself into it, He's running away, and you throw the flag like that. 
I don't know about you, Harry, but to me, I mean, Tim Donaghy's of the world are going, hey, you know, somebody needs to take a look at that thing right, over right. there because if I were the NFL, I would immediately suspend him. I would take him off of any duty that he has coming up because you can't have somebody doing something like that. And again, it was away from the play, right. had nothing to do with anything, but he was trying to dictate the outcome of a game when you do critical stuff like that. Yeah, it was Man. Tony Carrenti, I believe, was the official. That's his name. And, and get he this, he supposedly has a great reputation, too, as a great ref. He's okay. won Super Bowl. Yeah, he has. Uh, but he, he claims that it wasn't about him running into him and hip-checking him. It was about after he did his little sack move that he always does, he sort of lunged towards the sideline of the Steelers, and he considered that taunting. That is just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, when case. when I was telling my wife that, you know, I took a couple dollars out of the bank account, you know, it was really for gasoline. It wasn't really for that club with the pole in it. You know, it was, it was more for the gas I needed in my car. Yeah, you know, so, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, dog, man. What are you, what You're not you, buying you, it. You crazy dog. No, come on, no, man. No. I don't either. Trying to cover your ass like that? Right. Hey, I give – hey. This guy's lied a lot before because he's trying to cover his tailbone there, man. Not a good look. Not a good look, dude. Oh, man. Well, you know what was a good look today is uh, you sitting in here for Barrett and Natan, man. I've had a blast. Dude, really I mean, blast. every – Yeah. I, 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 I tell uh, Junior – that's why I call Xander. He hates it, too. I call oh, Junior – I, I, go, I, I go like this, man. I see why – and I told everybody, you're like – I, I what, what did I say? You were you, Bruno like, said that I was like Kevin Bacon or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you yeah. can play any role, put you <laughs> anywhere, and you work. It's it, it it's like it's like the universal screwdriver, <laughs> <laughs> or a Swiss Army knife, or something. Yeah, you're like yeah. the freaking Swiss Army. Yeah. Is that a corkscrew, man? That's Harry. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. All right, en enjoy the the rest of your day. You still got a show today, or I or do. Yeah, man, we're gonna have some fun a little bit later on. We we go back and on? forth. Who you got uh, coming we, on? Anybody? We, we go on four to six Eastern. Okay, but who? Any any guests already that are brought? Romanowski? Oh, Romo! Yeah. Oh, wow, that guy. Yeah. Two I, guys I like loved... me. Hey, both of us going after you. Yeah, oh, good. I loved running into him at Super Bowls in Atlanta and Miami. He's he's hey, a great hey, guest. Yeah. Hey, yeah. nutrition fifty two. Yeah, it's it. It's a game changer. Right. <laughs> and his wife's big into it too, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, remember me? We were just talking about, you know, hey, did were, were, were those things sent to your house? No, sent to my <laughs> wife. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs a fall person, a fall Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. My right? wife's my fall person. Then she yep. kicks me in the head later having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Enjoyed it, man. You Take bet, care. brother. Thank you so much. All right. See ya. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way, the best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.